Welcome friends. I am in my backyard. It's a three season room that we have in our backyard and it's pretty cool. We like it, but I want to welcome you wherever you're joining from. So you could be in your bedroom, your living room, your family room, your kitchen, watching on your phone, on your laptop. Honestly, you could be walking outside and listening to this on the podcast, wherever you're joining us. Uh, welcome to the space. And honestly, I would love for us to consider this just kind of like a kitchen table or a coffee shop, um, even though we can't hang out physically. And in this season, uh, my prayer is that you'll engage in this way as if we're just having a conversation. Um, and so I want to do two things today. First, I want to talk about our emotions surrounding this coronavirus, COVID-19. Um, and I want to talk about it because I think it's super important that we pay attention to what we're feeling. And then second, I want to dive into Matthew chapter five, because that's, that's where we're at. We're in the series called Kingdom Life. And I want to continue talking together about what it looks like to be citizens of the kingdom of God. And I think now more than ever, our world needs people to realign themselves to the values of God's kingdom. And today I think is, is a really timely, relevant topic. But first, uh, a note about the coronavirus and our emotions. Um, in college, I read a book called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. It was written by a guy named Pete Scazzaro. And I recommend that book any chance I get because it was revolutionary in how I thought about spirituality and our emotions and how they're connected. And in that book, there's a quiz that you can take and it lays out, it's got a number of questions. And at the end of it, you eventually find out if you're an emotional infant an emotional toddler, an emotional adolescent, or an, an emotional adult, basically you're mature. And I took that quiz, pretty hopeful that I would at least get an adolescent. But what I found out and what this, what this book told me um, was that I was an emotional infant and I was not in tune with the emotions I was feeling. I didn't understand them. I honestly didn't know how to feel the emotions. Now that was I was in college and I was finding out that I was an infant emotionally. But a lot of it stems from the fact that I just wasn't aware. I wasn't aware of the emotions I was feeling. I didn't know how to name them. I didn't have words for any of the emotions. Part of it was how I grew up, uh, but a lot of it was I just hadn't done the work yet to name the emotions. And honestly, awareness was one of the first things that brought me from an emotional infant to even the toddler on the way to adolescence, it was simply being aware, simply being aware of what was going on inside of me. And so the first thing I would encourage you to do, if you're unaware of the emotions you're feeling, and one indication that you're unaware of the emotions that you're feeling is you tend to only, um, you, you tend to only go to memes that are funny about the coronavirus and, and you never really let yourself feel the weight of what's actually going on. And that could be a sign that you may need to work on this. You may need to be more aware of your emotions. And so maybe that's your step in this whole season of life that we find ourselves. Just ask yourself what you're feeling right now and allow yourself to feel it. Don't be afraid of it. Perhaps you're there and you already know what emotion you're feeling. Um, and you're like, okay, well, great. I can name it. I have a word for it, but what do I do now? Um, the challenge for you is to simply sit with it and ask why the emotion showed up almost like you're interrogating someone. You're asking questions of a friend that just walked in and you're like, okay, why are you here? And you would look at your emotion, maybe it's frustration, maybe it's anger, but maybe the root of that anger is you feel insecure, 
or anxious or betrayed in some way. And you just need to start asking yourself, why, why are you here, you emotion? You know, if we could pretend that it's a person, like, why did you show up? Why am I feeling this? And then just sit with that question. Um, don't escape it, don't run from it, just ask why. And I think what you will find, maybe you can journal that, is you will begin to discover your emotions. And so in this season, especially when things are happening that are really hard and really difficult, and honestly, a lot of our default is to make fun and create memes that are funny and create memes that make fun of homeschool students already being expelled. I've seen that one, it's funny. But don't miss the other side of it, that something is actually going on. And uh, chances are you're feeling something, you just need to name it, and you need to be okay with it, to sit in it. So don't be afraid of your emotions. Um, there's, a, there, there's a resource online called The Feelings Wheel. Just Google it. And if you find The Feelings Wheel um, helpful, then you can go and just find a name for your, for your emotions. Uh, anyway, all right, so that was the first section. All right, as we transition to the next phase, I want you to just pause whatever you're doing and do five jumping jacks. Got it? Great. Jumping jacks! Jumping jacks! Jumping jacks! Jumping jacks! Jumping jacks! Okay, great, you're back. Thank you so much. Maybe you didn't do them, but that's okay. Um, I just thought it'd be fun. You're gonna need your Bible for this next section, and so if you don't have your Bible, go ahead and pause the video and go grab it. And then when you get it, turn to Matthew chapter five. And what we're in this series is Jesus is laying down the foundation of how people act and how people behave in the kingdom of God. And like I said in the intro, I think this section of scripture is very timely. And so we're going to be in Matthew chapter five, verse 38. And the heading of it is an eye for an eye. And I'm going to be reading from the NIV translation. This is my Bible I got in high school. So NIV, it's pretty rad. It's pretty beat up, but I'm just hanging on to it. Uh, yeah, we're going to be reading from the NIV translation. So here we go. It says this, you have heard that it was said, eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. And then this is our key verse. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Now Jesus, again, is, is, is teaching his disciples in the context of Roman oppression. The Jews were being oppressed by Rome. Basically, the Romans had come and taken over camp, basically set up camp. And one of the things that, that a Roman officer could do was at any point in any part of the day, no matter what a Jew was doing, their job or spending time with their family, a Roman officer could, could call them and say, hey you, come carry my bag for a mile. It was the law, Roman officers could do that. And you had to stop whatever you were doing and you had to carry that person's bag for at least one mile and they had mile markers. And so what often, times happened, the Jew who was forced by the Roman officer to carry their bag would often go a mile and then throw the bag down almost in protest to say, I am not going one more step. And here Jesus comes kind of explaining how to live in this kingdom life in this, to be a citizen of the kingdom of God. And he's, he's presenting a teaching that is absurd, almost unheard of. He's saying, Hey, look, 
if a Roman officer forces you to go to go a mile, go with them too. I can't imagine how revolutionary that phrase was. Go with them too. Can you imagine what the Roman officer would have felt like? He forces a Jew to come and walk a mile and they get to the mile marker and the Roman officer is so used to Jews throwing the bag down in protest and just huffing off and storming back to whatever they were doing. But this, this Jew decides to be different. This Jew, this Jew keeps walking. And the Roman officer starts maybe being confused to be like, wait, we, we, we passed the mile marker. Why are you still with me? And they go and they keep walking. And I would imagine the Roman officer might even begin to feel uncomfortable because now it's, you know, he felt all prideful that he could make this person do one mile of carrying his bag. But now it's the tables have turned and this person is actually being kind and serving the Roman officer. And I can only imagine at that second mile mark, the guy gently puts the bag down and says, it was a pleasure walking with you. And then walks back the two miles back to his family or back to his job or whatever the Roman officer pulled him from. And I got to imagine the Roman officer would have been changed a little bit. And that's what Jesus is saying here. We, as citizens of the kingdom of God, we are to act in such a way that cause people to think and cause people to desire change in their own lives. And, and really, the whole point of this section of scripture, Jesus is saying people who live in the kingdom of God are people who go above and beyond. People who live in the kingdom of God are people who go above and beyond. There's a, there's a neighbor here, uh, we live in Brighton, and we, we're part of a neighborhood Facebook group because we're old and we're on Facebook. And um, one of the neighbors actually came up with an idea because of this COVID-19 pandemic that we're in. She said, hey, there, there's a lot of elderly people in our neighborhood, so why don't we create a flyer? You know, not everyone's on Facebook, so let's walk around the neighborhood, put a flyer in their mailbox, and all this flyer said, it was super cool, all this flyer said was, are you one of the vulnerable? Are you one of the ones that are nervous about going to the grocery store? Um, we would love to go shopping for you. And she put her number and a bunch of us kind of, you know, on Facebook said, hey, put us on the list of people who would be willing to go and shop for these people that are elderly. Um, and everyone in our neighborhood got a flyer that says, hey, do you not want to go out? We'll shop for you. We'll get your essential things. We'll get you groceries. And it was such a small thing, but it was a thing that went above and beyond because they could rely on Facebook and just say, hey, if you're not on Facebook, whatever, but they didn't. They went from house to house to house and they put a flyer in everyone's mailbox saying, hey, if you don't feel comfortable going out, we'll do it for you. And I just think in our time, in this season, things like that um, is one amazing way to show the love of Jesus, to show that we are indeed citizens of the kingdom of God. So here's my challenge to you guys. We're gonna end, and um, right when I end, your life group leader is probably gonna be creating a call on Zoom or Google Hangout or whatever platform they have. They're gonna create um, a small group, a life group for you guys over the internet. And But my challenge to you is to figure out one way this week that you can go above and beyond. And what I would love to do, let's create a hashtag. Let's create a hashtag that says hashtag above and beyond and I would love for you to do something, whether it's like that idea we had in this neighborhood where you go around and you just give flyers to people with your phone number and say, hey, if you don't feel comfortable going out, I'll go out for you. I'll run your errand, I'll pick up your dry cleaning, I'll go to the grocery store. If you don't feel comfortable, I'll do it for you. Maybe it's that, 
and just just tag us and be like, hey, this is what I did today. This is above and beyond. You know, I'm living this kingdom life. And then just hashtag it above and beyond. I think that'd be so cool if if all of us, I don't know whoever's listening, all of us, all of us went above and beyond this week because that's what it means. That's what it means. Matthew chapter five, that's what it means to live in the kingdom of God. And so my prayer for you is that you won't leave this video and disengage, but you'll actually connect with your life group leader. You'll get, you'll get on the Zoom call, the Google Hangout call or whatever it was, and you'll engage in life group. Even if it's for 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you'll get in community and you'll talk about how you can go above and beyond. One of the other things you'll do in life group is talk about your emotions, like we started this video. I want you to name them. I want you to kind of get in touch with what you're feeling about what's going on in the world, because I think that's just one step closer to being emotionally healthy. And so now go to life groups. So glad you joined us tonight, and we will see you online throughout the week, but for sure officially next Wednesday at 7 p.m. See you guys.